Hey, what an awesome and fun day to be together. I, I kind of laughed. I'm trying to figure out what to wear this morning. I'm like, October, cool, flannel. <laughs> and then I started looking around the room, and a lot of people looked at their closet and said, October, cool, flannel. This is nice to, I love, I love the cooler weather coming in. It feels so good. It's been a week of just um, some cool family fun for us. Uh, one, the Texas kid is taking a new job, which mm-hmm. I love that. He'll still be in Texas, but um, he's moving from working at the hospital to um, a, a group that does accounting for churches. So this is really kind of cool. He'll be, he does, you know, churches are not always the best at figuring out math and stuff. Yeah. We have Tara Unless Lake. you have a Tara. She's yeah. a wonder. <laughs> but, but churches cannot, you know, there's a lot to keep up on with the mm-hmm. law and everything else. And so... Uh, he's moving to a group that does that. Really excited for him. Then yesterday, Shelly is back at the Grand Canyon because she wanted to do the whole rim-to-rim thing. Uh, this is crazy. So you start, at, you start at the north rim, wander on down, go through the bottom, come back up the south rim. And, and the thing that I'm not crazy about is there comes a point in the descent that you cannot do the nice little tracker to see where she is and what she's doing. So somewhere around 2 o'clock, she was down by the river. And that's the last we saw until about 11 o'clock. And we're wondering, did she swim away? What <laughs> happened? And finally got a text through, I think at, I, actually I think it was like 8 or 9 o'clock her time, which was later for us, that they still had three hours to go. They were going up. It was taking about an hour per mile going up. They were dead tired, totally exhausted, but she made it. I so can't she believe. did the rim to rim. I can't believe she did it. And this is, this is the same girl that when I was in high school, I wanted, I actually, believe it or not, wanted to do things with her. And I, so I <laughs> Besides wanted. Besides fight. <laughs> yeah, right. Because we got to that point where we became friends. I was like, come join cross country. And she made it. I mean, I've told the story before, but she's made it one day before she quit. So she came out for summer running one day, and I was like, nope, not for me. The next year, my senior year, her sophomore year, same thing, one day, nope, not for me. And now she's out doing all this athletic stuff. Come on now. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then, so, yeah, speaking of athletic, this was your day yesterday. Yes, it was, and that's why I'm fully juiced. What happened? Well, um, cross country is a, a beautiful sport. It's a wonderful thing. Um, and fortunately for, for us, we have a lot of, I don't know what's in our water, but we got a lot of fast kids on both the, the boys and girls side. So last year was, was heartbreaking in a couple different ways. Our, our boys missed state by like this much because they're mostly sixth graders. Um, and so the, our sectional, they didn't make it out. And the girls literally lost state by one hundredth of a hundred thousandth of a second. They had to go to that, oh the third word. spot, whatever that oh is. Maybe word. I'm, maybe I'm misspeaking because I'm not smart, but the third, <laughs> they had to go to the third uh, decimal point out, which I think is the thousandth. And, uh, and so they missed it by that one point. Yesterday was a very different day. The, the boys had a chance. They had to really run like the best race of their lives in order to, to qualify, to, to place. And cross country does top four. So one, or one, or one, two, three, four, get trophies and medals and all that. Um, and they eked out a, a fourth place finish. And then my girls, they, uh, they just went and handled business and they took home a state championship. So yes, really, really that's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Really, really cool. Fantastic. So you said how many times before have both been on the podium together? One. And it was in 2012. So yeah. yeah, really cool to have them both up there, both able to celebrate. And, you know, last year it was... It was so weird to, like, because the girls, my girls won the, the sectional race and the boys didn't make it. So we're like celebrating on one end, like, yeah, you're going to state. And then the boys were like, <laughs> but speaking of the tears, I don't know what it is. We got back and all the girls had just run the race of their lives. They won state and you can see it online. They post the, the results live. They literally have a video. I mean, the, the levels that they go to. Um, in Illinois for, for, for sports. junior it's crazy. high. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but so we knew that they had won. Apparently, no one told the girls, though. Oh. So I, I'm running back from the finish line where, you know, I'm standing screaming, telling them where they got to take off and, you know, start passing people and whatever. And I come over and I'm just full, I'm a bundle of energy screaming, let's go, we did it. 
And I look at all these girls are laying dead on the ground, literally tears streaming. Oh, such a terrible race. There's no way we... Look, what are you talking about? You just won state. They're like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, would you please explain the limes? Yeah. What's your deal with that? <laughs> so, when you're coaching junior high kids or when you're dealing with junior high kids, you, you have to keep it light. You have to keep it weird. And I'm an expert <laughs> at weird. Um, so right before the race, the, they're always talking about like, oh, I'm so nervous, I'm shaking, I'm this, that, the other thing. And so I was trying to do something right before the race starts to get their mind off of it so that they're going to the starting line not thinking about anything. It's just empty space. And so last year, I introduced them to the guy on the top. That's Larry Low Times, the lucky laughing line. And uh, they all were so confused, and it was hilarious. <laughs> they're like, Larry what? Larry Low Times? It, so... I made up this whole story and told them about it, and you know, so last year, the races, we, we ran for Larry, like right before the race, <laughs> instead of saying, you know, uh, tribe on three, which is what we usually do. We're like, for Larry on three! And they're all, one, two, for, for Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday, um, I was actually in a, a, at a wedding in Tennessee for one of my best friends on Friday night, so I drove through the night to get to Bloomington to be there, and I told them that while I was in Tennessee, I, uh, I was there for the wedding of Larry Low Times and Linda Low Times. So the Aww. second line, Larry and Linda both made the trip. And as soon as they, they won state, uh, unfortunately, Larry and Linda didn't survive because they, they were being thrown around and they got peeled and eaten. And <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a weird thing, but it was a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So. so that's you being happy. Yeah. And your, and yeah. your coaches. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that very, just... very, very cool. Yeah, Coach Bertani, Coach Lang. Uh, the, it's, it's really cool to get to the end of a season and just have, like, it didn't matter if they finished 28th, you know, but it's, it's really cool to watch kids have their, their dreams, their goals realized. You know, yeah. you, you tell them, you put in the hard work, it'll yeah. pay off. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yesterday, yesterday it definitely did. So That's very, very cool. awesome. That is just great. Yeah. So you, you got your update this week, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of these things... We're actually going to be talking about uh, during the message today, so we don't have to review them except for, again, just I think it's always good to have the reminder of what our student events are. Mm -hmm. Our students know, but the parents don't always know. Yeah. And it's nice when those two things come together. Yeah, for sure. So go ahead. So this Saturday, uh, rain, shine, whatever, we're going to be doing a, a movie night outside. At least, I guess I shouldn't say we can't have electronics like that outside. But um, ultimately, we, we're, we're going to have a movie outside for refuge. So all of our junior hires and their friends, everybody's invited, 6th to 8th grade. Um, we're going to just spend some time out on the property watching a movie. It's about 30 minutes long. And then we're going to have some games and other things going on that night. So, um, so that's, that's this Saturday. And then the following week, on the 29th, October 29th, uh, right before Halloween, we are doing our high school murder mystery, which we've been talking about uh, for a while now. All the roles have been handed out, and I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really excited. But Laura, what's your name? Uh, Barb Cassidy. Barb Cassidy. So yeah, but they have all these, all these awesome names. I'm apparently, I'm Cactus One, um, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> so it is like a, a Western theme. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. going to be, a, it's going to be a lot of fun. But so those two dates, this Saturday for junior high, next Sunday, the 29th, uh, the, the following Sunday, the 29th, for, um, for Revive. Very good. Well, we're going to let you go have a seat because you've had like a long weekend, and then next yeah. weekend you're moving. So yeah. you, you have a busy life, man. <laughs> if I snore over here, just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We had the privilege the other night of being at a, being at a family wedding. And, um, you know, it's funny, those of you that are getting into six, uh, decade of 60s and whatever, it's, it's interesting how your view of weddings changes a little bit and how the whole night all I'm doing is imagining all these people when they were like, you know, one and two or when their parents were uh, 18 and thinking about whether or not they should get married and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this one was particularly special because it was actually when Brian was born, the couple, Kim's cousin, found out that they weren't going to be able to have baby. And just that, the mixed, the the hurt and the joy that day of knowing that, you know, here we have our child and they were never going to have a child only to be at that child's wedding that day was, uh, it was really beautiful, really beautiful. I'm, I'm grateful for the, um, 
If you're paying attention to life through the lens of God, you get a very different view of life. You truly do start to see a bigger picture of the way, well, the way God works. And so um, just I'm grateful to God that he's given me the privilege of relationship with him so that I can see life the way he intends. And, and I'm hopeful that when you come on a Sunday that you're getting a better perspective in terms of seeing life the way God intends. For some of you, I know you're still, you're still in that stage of I don't know about this God stuff. For some of you, you know, you're loving it and growing in it, but there are still things that happen that you're going to I just don't get it. And I think there does come a point in your walk with God that even though you don't understand thing, everything, you don't agree with everything, you just start to settle into your walk. And so this morning, part of what I want to do is help us to focus on uh, another practice that's, gonna, that is going to, that's going to get us focused in our walk with God. So just as a reminder, we've been in this series uh, talking about what Southfield's all about and um, calling it what's under the Southfield hood. Uh, you're newer to the church trying to figure us out. We zeroed in on these two passages, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Uh, make disciples. If we're not making disciples, we're not a church. You have no legitimate claim to be calling yourself a church if you're not a disciple-making church. You just don't. You're a religious club. You've got something else going on. But a true church of Jesus Christ makes disciples. And then we looked at Acts 2, 42 to 47. And these, these are the practices of a disciple-making church. And, and it starts by saying these are the things they're devoted to. These are the things that, that are so important that they, they don't get neglected and, and we've, we've worked through them this way, teaching that is biblical, relationships that are spiritual, worship that is God-focused, prayer that is plural, it's done together, participation that is generous, and community that is compelling. And with all six of those, I compare them to a, to a bucket that has slats of wood, and a, you know six in all for us, and we're only going to be able to be as effective, as full of water, so to speak, as the shortest slat. And so we need to review from time to time and look and ask ourselves the question, how are we doing in these six things? And what we want to do over the next year is focus on three practices that I think are going to help to, to shore up some of those, some of those slats. So it, just that reminder of we challenge people to take their next life-changing step toward becoming like Jesus together. So if you're a part of what's going on here, we want that constant challenge before you of becoming more like Jesus. So we have three things we're going to be doing together. And um, the first one we introduced last week. And what I'm going to do today, rather than, if I had a Sunday like this, normally I'd have Brian up here, but like I said, I want to give his, his brain and, and heart a break today. So has Don and Misty Yost to come on up. Yeah, right? You can do that. You can do that. <clears throat> Don and Misty are going to come up. Don and Misty have been at our church for a couple decades, so they look like they're about 27. And... Um, so they've been, they've been here for a bit, and, and I think both of them have had tremendous spiritual impact on so many people around our church, uh, whether it is all the work that Don's done with students through the years, all the work that both Don and Misty have done together, leading groups and, and discipling people individually. I think really, for you, I, I think the word challenging is valid. You've both challenged people to take next life-changing steps toward becoming like Christ. So... Um, Part of the reason that I wanted them up here today is because as we introduced the first one last week, Misty's like been texting me all week long about, I love this, I love this, I love this. She's, she's into it. And I, and I love when Misty loves stuff because that juice needs to boom, flow out over all of us, right? So, so the first thing that we talked about doing is um, doing some reading together. We're, we're spending time every day as a church reading the same part of Scripture together. And obviously, we're not all in the same room. It's not like we all gather over here at 10 in the morning and all reading at the same time. So what we're doing is um, we're reading a chapter of Proverbs every day. We're reading the chapter of Proverbs that correlates with the date. So asked this gang down here last week, and they did such a good job. Today is uh, October 15th. Which chapter of Proverbs will we read today? Answer on the board. Exactly, the 15th. So we read chapter 15 on the 15th. So if you're doing this with us, sometime today you're reading through chapter 15. So 
Tell me about the experience. It's not like you never read the Bible. So now this is added to the other Bible reading you're doing. But what's this been like? I love it. I love it because everybody out here, I can vision you doing the same thing with me. Mm -hmm. And, And then God looking down and saying, yes, this is what I want. This is the health and the wealth of my family and the church. So I did reach out to a couple of my peeps, um, whether they like it or not, sometimes early in the morning, and I send them um, the verse that stood out to me. Oh, good. Yeah, and that's been Which I'm finding isn't easy. I mean, I'm like, I'm highlighting half the chapter. It's making me crazy. I need to really limit myself to highlight one verse, and I'm doing seven or eight every day. It's just, there are too many. How about for you, Don? Well, you say about highlighting verses, we're talking about it this morning, and I said, she goes, oh, this is the verse I It's been fantastic. So I've used both my paper Bible, I've used the Bible app, version, and then I've also used uh, on my work computer. So that's always fun when people stop by and go, hey, I have a question. One second, you know, let me finish reading my Bible. And so it, it's, a, it's a great opening for, for even talking to, to coworkers about it. That is, I love that. That's so cool. That is great. So why are we doing Proverbs? Um, there, there, I, I think when it comes down to it, Proverbs is constantly this, it's this story of two paths, the path of wisdom, the path of foolishness. I mean, you constantly see these contrasts in this, and it's basically saying, this is the way God wants you to live, and this is the way Satan wants you to live. How are you going to choose which choice you're going to make? And it goes through all these practical parts of life to talk about how to handle money, how to handle relationships. I mean, you just go down the line. Uh, one of them this past week was about, was about debt and whether or not you should loan money to other people and all this stuff. I mean, just all kinds of great wisdom to teach us uh, the way our brain should think. The, Proverbs are poetic, and you're like, wait a second, I don't hear da 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 It doesn't feel poetic in sound. It's poetic in thought and in concept. So like one of the verses today talked about doing something good to your father and doing something bad to your mother. It's not as if uh, doing bad to your father would not be bad or doing good to your mother would not be good. It's this sing-song poetry of thought. So you have the, you, a lot of times wisdom in the first half of the verse, foolishness in the second half of the verse. So you have the two constantly coming back and, and contrasting. Remind you again, they're not promises. These are not things you can claim and say, this will happen. It's not that. It's This is the way life normally works. This is the good life. This is the life God intended. But remember, we have free will, and Satan and sin are involved in this world, and sometimes for as much as this is the way it should work, it doesn't. It doesn't always work that way. We live in a sin-soaked, messed-up world. It messes up the good life. But we should still pursue the good life. So, I mean, how many times have we see people who cheat on just about everything, and guess what? They're getting ahead. They're doing better than us, you know? And, and we kind of look and go, well, maybe, maybe we should cut a corner. Maybe, maybe we should cheat. And, and Proverbs is saying, well, really? You want to do that? No. So we need, we need this because, because in reality, these verses are forming our thinking and they're challenging our habits. And unfortunately, the way the world works right now, and media, you name the source, media is challenging your thinking and forming your habits. And God wants to do that. And so we're reading through this book three times, October, November, and December. Uh, Remember the first nine chapters are basically, it's more like a typical book of the Bible. It it has a flow of thought and, uh, and a concept throughout the chapter. 10 to 31 are more like what we think of Proverbs to be, where it's a verse at a time. And, and they don't seem like they're thematic, and yet even like today, chapter 15, you could feel some themes emerging about speech and different things like that. So, so there are many different ways that we could do this, and we want to give you one example of it today. The three of us are going to read this together, and we're going to read it a verse at a time, and we're going to take a moment between each verse to stop and breathe. And if one of us has a thought about it, 
say it, okay? So it's 9.20. This could go till 10 o'clock. We hope not because we have other things we want to do. But, um, but so we're just going to stop. And you could do this with your family sitting at a table, sitting around uh, on the couch. You know, just take it, read it, be quiet for a moment. Any thoughts, move to the next, okay? So um, we, did a, we did a vision test. All three of us can see these. So here we go. Verse 1 says, a, gent a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. My only comment would be true that. <laughs> and don't bring that up when we're in anger. <laughs> right, right. Maybe, maybe a little bit later. Yeah. All right. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool bulges I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Out foolishness. It gives you a word picture. Oh, we're, we're going to... No, that's okay. We're you were quiet long enough. You were quiet for Misty. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it belches out foolishness. I mean, that's just gross. If you think about the tongue of the wise, it's appealing. People want to know more. It attracts. I love that. You know, you, you bring up the belches, so... Brian loves working with junior high. The reason I left youth ministry was junior high. Um, I got so tired of trying to be serious and the whole time was burping and farting. And I'm like, can we not have one straight thought for just one minute? And so I decided to work with old people instead. But what a picture of bleh, bleh. I mean, when people want to have a belching contest, it's foolish, right? It's silly. It's silly. Blah, foolishness. Yep. Verse 3, Don. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on, on both the evil and the good. Mm. This is my verse for today. I love it. Sorry, go. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Yes. Okay, I always say sun and sun. To my friends, like the sunshine, God's watching us. He's everywhere. He's seen. He's near. He's Emmanuel. Mm. And it's, it's so cool. Mm. So cool. We did three verses. Here we go. <laughs> Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. No, I mean, read verse 5. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. My dad used to quote this one to me. Um, whoever learns from cor correction is wise. Don? There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. Hmm. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. Mm -hmm. I love that even there in Proverbs, you're getting that contrast of spirit and truth. You know, those that worship God will worship in spirit and truth. So the sacrifice seems like the act of worship. But it's the heart, the prayer of the heart that God hears and, and admires. And that's why you need confession as part of your prayer, too. Mm -hmm. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Mm. I love the word pursue. Yeah. That's an action word. Yeah. Whoever. Oh, go ahead. Turn. Do it. I'm, I'm all into my reading. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. That's a warning. Mm. Whoever hates correction will die. Mm. Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. How much more does he know the human heart? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Misty. Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. Mm. You ever found yourself avoiding somebody when you know you're doing wrong? 
Proverbs nailed us. Don? A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. Hmm. Isn't that true? Yeah. Like when you get up and you get off the wrong side of the bed and you're just grr, mm -hmm. it screws with everybody around you. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Solomon knows that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even more God. Yeah. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. Facebook. <laughs> for the despondent, every day brings trouble. But for a happy heart, life is a continual feast. Mm. Can I, just real quick, so I talked about poetry and rhyme of, rhyme of thought. There he totally messes it up. Trouble and feasting. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're expecting trouble, not trouble. Right. Right. Or, or, you know, but so sometimes I think he'll do that just to go, are you still with me? Right. We're, we're, we're 14 verses in, 15, are you still with me? Go ahead. Better to have little with fear for the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. Mm. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. <laughs> and steak with someone you love is even better. <laughs> I know what we're having for lunch. <laughs> a hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Mm -hmm. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. Front row. Sensible children bring joy to their father. <laughs> Foolish children despise their mother. And the rest of you. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And this is one of those that there's general truth in it, and then there's another piece that sometimes you can have too much advice, mm -hmm. you know? But there's general, the general truth he's trying to say is, don't try to figure it all on yourself. Get some input. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah. The path of life leads upward for the, for the wise. They leave the grave behind. Ooh, I think we sing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of widows. Mm. The Lord detests evil plans, and he delights in pure words. Greed brings grief to the whole family, mm. but those who hate bribes will live. Mm. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. The, oh, go ahead. Sorry, for those who pause and would, would take time to think, that, I mean, that one really speaks to me. Mm -hmm. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the right prayers of the righteous. And we're all praying. Mm -hmm. I love that. A cheerful look. Brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. So you had another verse that felt similar. Mm. You'll, you'll hear kind of that reinforcement sometimes. Um. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. God, we're thankful for your word. Thankful for these these um, proverbs that teach us the way life should work, the way it works for godly people. I pray that we would continue to pursue what your word has to say. Let it form us and shape us to look more like Jesus, we pray. Amen. So some of the ways you can do this, you could use a reading plan. Don mentioned paper Bible, go for it. Computer, go for it. Uh, version are also called the Bible app or Bible.com has a plan called Proverbs. It's all 31 days are there, and the only thing is if you start it today, it'll start you on chapter 1, so you've got to go to chapter 15, and then they actually have a little uh, thing in there called Catch Me Up. If you go to Catch Me Up in the settings, it'll bring you right up to day 15, and you can go from there. 
Do a reading plan. It, it really helps. You can even form a group around those reading plans. I'm actually, I was invited to be part of the, the deaf group who's doing uh, Proverbs reading together. I love that. So doing it together with a group is great. Like we just did, read aloud together and have conversations about it. If both of you are reading or your family is reading, uh, ask about it through the day. What verse hit you? That person may not be able to vote, quote the verse, but they probably have a concept in their mind or something that, or they may say, oh, I haven't read yet. Oh, good, we'll do that. You know, so it's good to have conversations about it. So we're reading together. The second thing we want to do is pray together. And what we want to do as a church is pray together three times a day. So um, you look at Acts 2. We already looked at this where it says they devoted themselves. The fourth thing, they devoted themselves to the prayers. Definitive article. Not devoted themselves to prayer or to praying, but the prayers. There were certain prayers the church prayed, certain times they prayed together, and they were devoted to that. You know from Daniel in chapter 6 when he's thrown into the lion's den, the Bible tells him that other leaders, other, other people with him were jealous of him, and they were trying to find things he was doing wrong. And the only thing they could find wrong, look at verse 5, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. Or in other words, the only area we can find fault with him is his relationship with God. Oh, that that would be true for all of us. So they set up a rule that basically says you're not allowed to pray to anybody but Nebuchadnezzar, or Darius, I'm sorry, um, and, uh, and of course, what does Daniel do? It says in verse 10, when Daniel learned the law had been signed, he went home and knelt just as usual upstairs in his room. He did this three times a day, window open toward Jerusalem, praying. Acts chapter 3 refers to Peter and John going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. There was a time that they prayed together. The people of God have a rhythm of, of praying commonly that's known as, it's called fixed hour prayer. Okay, uh, Psalm 55 refers to morning, noon, and night. I cry in distress to the Lord. He hears my voice. The Gospels and Acts refer to praying at the third, the sixth, and the ninth hour. These are hours that were commonly prayed. Um, and to get an idea of that, the first hour coincided with the morning sacrifice, 9 a.m. The second hour was uh, noon, or I'm sorry, the sixth hour was noon. It coincided with Thanksgiving for the chief meal of the day. And then the third hour, which would be 3 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, the ninth hour, which would be 3 o'clock, coincided with the evening sacrifice. So they would pray at 9, noon, and 3 all the time. Early Christians um, prayed the Lord's Prayer three times a day. And the whole idea of church bells ringing, that wasn't just so that your community sounded nice. Uh, it reminded people, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. So, and ironically, when you look at the death of Jesus, the day of his crucifixion, he was crucified at the third hour, nine o'clock. Darkness came over the earth at the, at the sixth hour, noon, and he died on the ninth hour, three o'clock. So you have that rhythm going there. Why do a rhythm of prayer? We want to establish a rhythm of prayer as a community. Why do this? Well, it's memorable. I remember to pray in the morning. I remember to pray at noon. I remember to pray at night. It's memorable. We can do it together even though we're apart. We don't all have to gather in the same room to pray the same theme at the same time. So our hearts, there can be an actual expression of a unified heart. We're all praying the same thing together at the same time. There, there's an app that, um, that I've been using in order to do this that I've really loved. It's called Inner Room. I hate to tell you, you know, it's, it's attached to a, to a group called 24-7 Prayer. I don't know everything about them. I don't know every detail of their theology. I'm sure there's some things that I would read and go, oh, I don't agree with that. I, I'm not into what they're doing because of all they're doing. I love the app. The app is very helpful. So if you find out that, you know, they believe chickens are sacred or something, I'm sorry. This is all just about using the app. So what we're going to do, I'm going to play a little video about the app, and as we do, uh, we're going get to some, get some papers out to you. So here it goes. Yeah, Don, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Part of the reason I like the video is it just shows what happens when we focus in prayer. We start to slow down. You got some lights coming up because here's what I recognize. Um, some of you are tech people and some of you are not. And I think that one of the mistakes the Church of Jesus Christ has made through the years is saying this is the way we're going to do it and if you don't do it this way, you're not spiritual. So there have been different organizations through the years that said you have to, you have to do your devotions this way, you have to pray this way, you have to, and it didn't take into account that God's wired all of us differently. So what we want to do is have a pattern that we can use together, but we want to hold it loosely so that everyone is able to do this. So, um, and by the way, just make sure that extras make it back because we have a second second service. So on this sheet, what I'd like you to do as you get it is uh, fold it so that on the top you see the word introduction daily rhythm of prayer. All right? You go ahead and fold it like that. If you were, I, we asked you to download the app on Friday because, you know, internet around here, if we had you all download it right now, the, the universe would crash. So yeah, you can try, but it might, it might take some time. What they do on the app is audibly and visually... We, we get to work our way through the prayer for that particular time. Morning prayer, I believe, takes about eight minutes. Afternoon prayer takes about two minutes. Evening prayer takes about two minutes if you're using the app. Using this, it might expand a little bit. Part of what I want to do in the beginning, at least, is follow their structure because it's going to give us the training wheels to get going. Then eventually we take the training wheels off and we get to fly, Okay but at least we have a little bit of commonality going. So, so the introduction just explains, and the introduction is on the app as well. It explains why we would do morning, midday, and evening prayer. And explains what each are. So the morning prayer is following the Lord's Prayer. And it's not simply a quoting of the Lord's Prayer as fast as we can and getting through it. But it's taking the Lord's Prayer line by line, stopping, and then owning a piece of the prayer, praying through a piece of the prayer for ourselves. So, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That line is to just stop and be aware that I'm in the presence of God. Remember, I don't have to pray for God to be with me. He's always with me. I need to pray that I remember he's here. So we, we stop. Yeah, right. And who that is. Yeah. Yeah, he's holy. I'm, I'm in the presence of the holy God right now. Stop and think that. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is Jesus' really polite way of saying, control freak, you need to realize that you were born with clenched fists and you love to control everything. And so in that moment he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not mine, not my will, but yours be done. And so we're praying for a release of control. Give us this day our daily bread. We just stop and pray for one, two, three, several requests that we have, things that we're praying to God. Um, lead us not, or I'm sorry, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us or sin against us or, or, or our debtors, whatever word you use. That's a chance to stop and do some confession. And if we're doing this first thing in the morning, it's like, yeah, I haven't sinned yet. But, um, you know, but it's coming. And so I might be pre-confessing or I may be confessing from yesterday or just confessing generally that, God, I am sinful and without you I am, I am nothing. Without you I have big problems. So uh, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. That one is praying at a cosmic level. It's praying against the forces of darkness. Every day you wake up and you grab the sword. We are in a battle against an enemy. This isn't just nicey church. We are in a battle against an enemy. Now, for me right now, that prayer every day this past week has been for a country on the other side of the world, praying for Israel and the evil that has come against them. 
and praying for them in that moment. That's, that's been my prayer for that every, every day. Um, yours is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. A nice way of saying, it's your day, God. You can see that can be as long or as short as you want. But we're all doing the same thing together. Here's what I would suggest on this. Do this either your eyes open up and you're laying in bed. Go ahead and say it laying in bed. You're like, I'd fall back to sleep. Okay, sit up on the side of the bed or kneel by the side of the bed. You're like, oh, if I start to move, I'm going to have other issues. Okay, go take care of the other issues and then go sit in your chair and grab your coffee. But here's what I'm suggesting to you. No screen until you've talked to Jesus. You're like, well, I'm using the app. That's a screen. I know. Get straight to it. No Facebook first or, or email first. Straight to it if you're using the app. Straight to this. And eventually you won't need either. Eventually you'll know. You'll just work through this. Okay? The, the afternoon prayer. I love the afternoon prayer. This, I mean, I love them all, right? They quote Luke 15, 4 to 7, the lost sheep. And then it says, pray for the lost by name. Have one or two or three people you're praying for all the time that are lost. Just praying for a lost person. Uh, you're in a group together, a journey group together. Find out the other person's lost person. Pray with them for them. Then it says pray for compassion. Uh, it's easy for me to pray for lost people by name. It's another thing to pray for lost people uh, who need a savior and they act like the devil and I just want to squish the devil out of them. You know, and so I need to pray, God, break my heart. Help me to have the heart you have for lost people, right? And then um, pray to be sent. So it's not just, God, I'm praying for these people, but God, there may be an opportunity you're going to give me to have a conversation with them. So middle of the day, praying for lost people. End of the day is just a prayer of gratitude. This one, again, can happen kneeling by your bed, sitting on your bed, laying in your bed. You're like, I might fall asleep. Is there a better way to fall asleep than talking to God? Amen. And if you got to put on the CPAP, you won't fall asleep yet. So, right? <laughs> um, now, here's what I love. They, it's gratitude, and sometimes when you do these gratitude things, like, oh, God, thank you that I had a nice meal today. Thank you for my wonderful wife. Thank you for my grandchild. Thank you. And, you know, it, it can feel kind of like whatever. I love that they take it to a next level. They use, they use a word here. I've got to get it right. Dianyu, Dianyu. It's a, it's a prayer that was used at Passover. And the prayer is, God, it would have been enough. It would have been sufficient. So it's not just, for me, it's, it goes something like this. God, I'm, it would have been enough today if I've just got up and been able to enjoy my day and do my work. But my grandkid came over today. And when that kid smiles, nothing else matters. Thank you for that. God, one of their suggestions, it would have been enough to wake up. At my age, yay, God. God, it would have been enough to wake up. But when I woke up, the sunshine was coming through the blinds, and it was so beautiful. Thank you for that. So you're not just quoting a gratitude, but you're, you're taking it to a next level. You're, you're putting another piece to it that God... Can you, can you think of one you might do? How would you, it would have been enough. What, would, what might you do? Mm. Uh. It would have been enough to know one person in the family of God, but you've given me all these people. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. Mm. So grateful for it. It's beautiful. Don, do you have one? You know, it would have been enough that, you know, I, I get to get up and go through life. And this is, this is a, a hard one, too, because, but you've given me struggles. And you've given me times that I can go through a struggle and still show joy mm-hmm. in that. And, and just being able to do that in front of not only people that, that I know who know and love God, but also in front of people who I know don't. Mm. It's beautiful. So you see how it, it ramps it up. It's not just a little thank you list. Nothing wrong with a thank you list. But sometimes I find myself, it's kind of the same list, to take it to that next level of, God, here's, here's the extra that you brought to this. 
and I'm so grateful for it. And what I love about that, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, right? Don't dwell on your anger. This is the opposite. You're dwelling on gratitude before you go to sleep. I suspect it might change your dreams. It might even change the smile on your face in the morning because it's easy for me to lay down in bed and think about either the things I got to do or the things I'm not happy about. And you mull on that and you take that spirit to the next day. So this is breaking that spirit. So, so here's, here's the way we're doing this. I, I love the idea we're, we're doing prayer that is plural. We're all doing this. It's not that we're all saying the same words at the same moment, but we're praying a common theme. We have these three common prayers that we're praying. We're praying them at approximately the same time. If I said we're going to pray this every day at 9 o'clock, a 30 you wouldn't be able to do it for whatever reason, right? So we're saying when you wake up, when you go to bed, and sometime in the middle of the day. But you know there are other Southfielders praying these same prayers at the same time. Every week in the update now, we're going to send a little uh, A a small list of three things we'd like you to pray throughout that entire week about Southfield. So we'll so we'll send something that goes along with the Lord's Prayer, something that goes along with the lost, and an issue of gratitude. So we're all praying that together. We're finding our hearts knit together as one as we join together in prayer, without necessarily all coming to the same room or all saying the same thing at the same moment. I, I I like rote prayers. I think rote prayers can be useful. I also think that rote prayers over time can become uh, just kind of mind-numb quoting and not really thinking. That's our fault, not the prayer's fault, right? And so to take something like the Lord's Prayer and use it as an outline for your prayer is really beautiful. Now, in the app, they'll go ahead and they'll give that first line and then she's going to suggest some things to pray for. And then he'll give the second line and she's going to suggest some things to pray for. So like I said, those are nice training wheels. It gets it going. Um, but, but then beyond that, you'll be able to throw the training wheels off and we'll have this pattern, this pattern of prayer that we're doing together. Um, do you have any other questions about it? So what if um, I forget the afternoon what's another way to get the afternoon i think that's going to be the toughest one in um because sometimes i skip i think when i pause to pray when i eat but what if i don't eat until dinner time because of my day yeah how can i what's another good tip i mean you could put a ping or ding on your phone that doesn't hurt i i it may sound a little weird but on my phone, I have an alarm set. It's a little, just a little piece of music goes off at 10.18. I was born at 10.18 p.m. So at 10.18 in the morning and 10.18 in the evening, that goes off. And it's just a moment for me to stop and say, God, thanks for letting me live. Thanks. Thanks for letting me be alive. Can do that on your phone? we got to talk later. Yeah. Like, you set it on a cadence? Yeah. I work for a technology company. (laughs) (laughs) So I think a a little reminder like that, a little prompt. I think the other thing is if if you are praying with other people, they they might send along a reminder to you or an ask, who are you praying for right now? Oh, yeah. Because I think any time we get into a habit like this, that's the problem. We we might forget. We might forget. And if we forget, now what? Now what? Right? So the one thing I wanted to show you in the app, um, if, if you have it and you open it up, it comes to this thing called inner room, and, the, and there's a box there. And for some reason, they default to something called my board. And you have to hit the little carrot and go to the second one. And the second one is daily rhythm of prayer. And you see four pictures there. So it's got, it's got um, an introduction which you don't have to listen to every time. That's just to get you going, but morning, noon, and night. The cool part is they're all a combination of British and Irish, yep. so they sound so spiritual. It's just, you know, they've got that beautiful, beautiful accent going. I think Joe us. needs to be our next one on Dwell. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a nice way of talking. Nice power to it. So, so use, those, use those three, morning, noon and night. We're praying morning, noon, and night together. Um, Now it gets really interesting. Uh, You see the time? Yeah, right. 
So what are we going to do next week? We have let's read together, let's pray together, and the final one is going to be let's be together. Next be together we'll talk about next week. And all I'm going to tell you about that is it has something to do with this house. Okay? Let's be together has something to do with this house. So we'll talk about that uh, next week. I think what I'm going to do, so we have, what we were going to do now, this was supposed to be done at 9.30, and then, and then we were going to do a half hour of praying together. And if we try to race through prayer, that's just going to be rude. So um, let's, go to, let's go to a few of these, all right? Um, why don't you go ahead and kill the lights for us again, Bob. I, I, I always love this prayer, right? Oh, we want the other ones, Gib. We still need our face, thank you. Um, um, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on the world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body on earth but yours. Taking this message on this video. start to pray, whether we're alone or together, I think it's important to pause. Too often our prayers look something like, our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the food you've given us. Thank you for my family. God, I need your help. The car is broken, blah, blah, blah. We just, we, we run in, we run into the throne room like we don't realize it's a throne room. And we rush into the space like we don't realize it's the creator of the universe and our savior. And so Psalm 33 just stops me. And, and I think the same is true as we're praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Stop. I'm in the presence of God. He is holy. You might want to just take a minute to be quiet. Admire the presence of God. He is holy. So make that a piece of the, of the pattern of your prayer as you're doing the Lord's Prayer. Stop. Recognize where you are. Recognize who you're with. You're in the presence of the Holy God. Gibby, would you mind skipping ahead to the one that has rain on it, okay? I, can't, I don't want to just jump through all these, but before you do that, I just need to tell you all, it's a beautiful um, video that gets us prepared for confession of sin, but it was, it was made for Lent, so at the end the word Lent is going to come up. We're not in the season of Lent, but what does Lent stand for? Let everything... Everything. Oh, it rolled off your tongue earlier. I know. I said, let every knee 
towards Christ. Because at the end, he goes like this. So okay. let, awesome. let every knee towards Christ. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. So go ahead and give us that one, babe. Rain down on me, almighty God. Shower me with your grace. Flood me with your mercy. For I am a dry and barren land, consumed by the rot of my sin, burdened beneath the weight of my transgressions. Pour out your loving kindness. Drench my heart with your presence. Renew my soul, refresh my purpose, reignite my passion. Rain down on me as I own my iniquities. Rain down on me as I humbly confess. Rain down on me as I enter your presence. Rain down on me, almighty God. God, we live in a sin-soaked world, and too often we are soaked by that sin. We make choices that are against your holy will. We reinforce habits that we know are wrong, but we do them anyway. We live as if you don't exist. We're in control. We're king. We're God. We confess our sins to you, Lord. Pray for your confession, Misty. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Lord, I need renewal. Show me my brokenness. Help me to learn so I have wisdom that's directly from you. Thank you so much for your presence. So I thank you that even in my time of waywardness, I thank you for that. I know that your unfailing love is always there. So I, I pray that you would also take my brokenness and, uh, and make me whole again through confession. take that spirit of confession to communion now. We'll walk to tables at front and the back, gluten-free on either side of the platform or at the back by the, by the camera and just come to God with a heart of confessing your sins.
the morning is done, and um, we got through about a quarter of what we were going to do. I think that I'd like to really just hold the rest of what we have for, for another time of prayer together, because I think it provides a beautiful structure. But before we go, um, if, if each of us would take a moment to, one of the videos we're going to look at today was called Do Not Be Anxious. And I know that there's a, there's a lot of anxiety in our world right now over what's happening uh, to Israel, what happened. I mean, uh, when those stories came, and you know, you, you don't have to have a baby to be, have a gut-wrenching feeling, but when you literally hear that a nine-month-old baby was beheaded and you're holding your nine-month-old grandchild and you're wondering what kind of wickedness has to exist in a human heart, that could do that, and then there were people that would actually somehow justify that, you go, my world is messed up. It's messed up. And so let's each, Don, starting with you, Misty, and then I'll close, let's take a moment to just pray whatever God moves you in regard to what's happening on the other side of the world. Heavenly Father, we come before you now and into your presence, Tell us not to be anxious. And then we see the, the things that are happening, happening in, in, in your world. It hurts our heart. And, and we want justice. We want uh, things to move. And uh, that's, that's us being anxious. I, I just pray now that uh, you would allow us, even in the midst of, Show that patience, knowing that you know the perfect time when you will act. You know the perfect time when uh, justice will be served. Lord. Lord, we humble ourselves in your presence. Just being in your presence is so awe-inspiring. We know you're mighty to act. You are the Lord of all. In the beginning, God, you see the evil we know in Psalms 5, and you despise it. You're full of mercy and full of grace, but you're holy and just. So, Lord, we ask for your mighty hand to save. We ask for um, ones that don't know you to turn to you, um, open their hearts to you during this distress and, and sickness that's all around them, and that they rise above this with your help and your provision, and that lives can be healed and saved, Lord. We plead with you, and we lay that at your feet. Hmm. I can't get the trauma out of my mind and heart. <clears throat> of a beheaded baby, of a burned infant, of a toddler just riddled with bullet holes. And the level of satanic evil that has to inspire a person to do that, not once, but again and again and again, and to think that somehow you are acting righteously. Satan has a dreadful grip on this world, and Father, we pray that you would smash his grip. We pray that you would wake people up to the evil they are committing. We pray that you would wake the people who are receiving the evil up, wake them up to their need for a Savior. They will not know true peace until they know Jesus. And I pray that, again, another dreadful season in the life of your chosen people would wake them up to the fact that you chose them for more than a piece of land. You chose to be their land. You chose to be their possession. And you gave your son to die for them so that they could have eternal life. Wake them up to their need for a Savior. Comfort your people, Israel. How many times has that piece of ground dealt with 
dead infants at the hand of Pharaoh, at the hand of Herod, at the hand of countless enemies. Check the babies. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being with us today. As you're leaving, uh, if you don't know her, you should have gotten to know her by now because she's a wonderful lady, but Sue Kruger, this is her last day with us. Uh, she's headed to South Carolina, and um, I'm just going to miss her smile walking up to church every Sunday. Uh, so good to be with her. So make sure you wish uh, Sue a great life as she heads off to, off to South Carolina. Enjoy your day.